John chapter 5 from verse 2. I'm going to read. Now there is in Jerusalem at the sheep gate a pool called in Hebrew Bethsaida with five porticos. In this lay a large number of ill, blind, lame, and crippled. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up while I am on my way. Someone else gets down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise up, take your mat and walk. Immediately, the man became well, took up his mat and walked. Praise God. Now, that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was cured, It is the Sabbath and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. He answered them, The man who made me well told me, Take up your mat and walk. He said to them, They asked him, Who is the man who told you take it up and walk? The man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away since there was a crowd there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple area and said to him, Look, you are well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse will happen to you. The man went and told the Jews that Jesus was the one who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began to persecute Jesus because he did this on a Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is at work until now. For this reason, the Jews tried all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he also called God his own father, making himself equal to God. Praise God. So let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving for the gift of this wonderful day. We pray that, Lord, you may speak to us in your word. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to read your word, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus our mind to you, and to be transformed from inside out for the greater glory of your name. Help us to grow in faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So we are just reading a scripture about a man who was sick for such a long, long time. And it was so long because it was 38 years. So 38 years wasted by sickness. The man was sitting at a pool, like the Bible said, bed seder. And he wasn't alone. There were other sick people, ill, blind, lame, and crippled. I don't know why we are told about this one particular one who was there for 38 years. I don't know if he's the one who was there for a longer time than the others, but one interesting thing is he was there and all he could see around for 38 years was 
other people who are also named ill, crippled, and lame. And I wonder how his mind was because what we see affects how we think and how we deal with situations and what we do and what we expect. It really affects our, our perception about life. And we already see that this had already affected his perception. Why? Because the Bible records that Jesus saw him. He did not see Jesus. I'm surprised that he did not know Jesus at this point. But unlike the blind Bartimaeus who was shouting and calling Jesus and he was blind, this scripture tells us that Jesus saw the man. So it means there is no sickness, no circumstance, no situation, no problem, no place that we could be hidden from the eyes of he who created the universe and created us and placed us in this universe. So nothing truly is hidden in the eyes of God. He can see us and not just us, he can see the need in our lives. So when we pray, sometimes we are bound to imagine that probably uh, he has taken long to answer our prayers or we wonder why he hasn't answered us or probably uh, we pray for something to be changed. It hasn't. But the truth is, according to this scripture, Jesus saw him lying there and he knew. He saw and he knew that he had been there ill for a long time. So, it is not what he is going to tell Jesus, but already Jesus knew everything. He saw him and he knew that he had been there for a long time. But now, the most amazing thing is what Jesus said. He said to him, Do you want to be well? Why did Jesus ask this question? I wonder because definitely the man is not well. But it is because I can imagine he knew that the man needed to fix his eyes on him. He needed to change his focus, change his perspective, you know, have his heart purified. Because see the answer the man gives. I think within that 38 years, he has collected so much negativity that he thinks his miracle has been blocked by someone else. He thinks that he's least among them. He feels inferior in that situation. He feels like there is no better thing that can ever happen to him or whatever it is. But his answer tells us everything. Verse 7. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm on my way, someone else gets down there before me. Now, the most interesting thing again is he who is standing before him is the healer, is the master, is the Lord, is the creator. He doesn't need a pool to be healed. He doesn't need a pool if he who is standing before him is the living waters. He doesn't need anyone to help him because Jesus came to help him. He 
see the creator of the universe intervenes into a situation but his focus is still on people whom he imagines should help should do this oh they are not doing this so i'm stuck here and look at him he cannot recognize the presence of jesus and jesus came specifically because he wanted to deal with this situation and we know that from what exactly jesus did so he came specifically to deal with his situation but he was so blinded by his perspective he was so blinded by the circumstances surrounding him he was so blinded by probably um, what he had been through he allowed so much negativity into his system he was so so blinded that he could not recognize the presence of God. May the Lord have mercy on us. That when he shows up to intervene in our situations, that we may not be blinded by what we knew, what we thought, what we think. Probably the bitterness, the anger within us because of circumstances that haven't changed, because of situations that we are struggling or the trouble that is in, is in our lives. May we be not blinded. May we be able to recognize when the Lord shows up and just call on Him and say, like the blind Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you see, the next verse Jesus knew exactly <laughs> what is happening not just in the illness in the body of the person but also in his heart it's like it was tainted too much that he could not see so his light had to shine through him so that he can get well he said Jesus said to him rise up take up your mat and walk so that is all he needed he just needed to hear from jesus he just needed to focus on jesus he just needed to say yes when jesus said do you want to be well he only needed to say yes lord i want to be well but he could not say yes because he thought his miracle has been held by someone else he wasn't happy about that someone else or those other people who keep going to get his miracle but what we need today here and now you and i is just in the hand of the lord if we can just let go of everything focus on the lord if you can let go of everything you know hidden or in our hearts and just focus on him and look to him and call on him and tell him yes lord then whatever it is that we need is from his hand so he only need to release his hand and we receive but our focus sometimes has to change we have to fix our eyes on him don't fix our eyes on people who have nothing nobody can block a miracle from god for us nobody can block a blessing for us because everything comes from the lord when it is packed pre-packed specifically for you and i it comes with our name so when jesus said to him rise take up your mat and walk just imagine he's been lying there for a whole 38 years looking at the pool the miracle working God comes in front of him. He's still blinded, but he is so compassionate. You see the mercy of God. You see the compassionate heart of God that even though he doesn't seem to recognize him as Jesus or son of David, he still intervened in his situation for you and I to learn today. So what is the Lord teaching us? He's teaching us to focus on him. He still said to him, take up your mat and walk. You just need to take up that mat that you've been lying on and walk get out of here you don't need to lie on the mat to, to sit here and wait for the pool 
just need to listen to Jesus, focus on Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus, take up that thing and just walk. Immediately the man became well, took up his mat and walked. Now, that day was a Sabbath. Imagine, he has all these um, invalids and sick people lying there around him who he wasn't very happy that they could manage to, to reach the pool before him. And what he didn't know is that he had other enemies that were also hidden. And these other enemies were the Jews. Look at the Jews, what they are saying. It is not lawful for you to take, to take your mat. The man has been lying there for a whole 38 years. Just a little bit of compassion. But you see, this is where we see the heart of God, the merciful heart of God, that he is so unique that he had to reveal to us that it doesn't matter who is against us, just like the word of God reminds us. If God is for us, it doesn't matter who is against us. If God is on our side. Because the scripture tells us that what then shall we say of this in the book of Romans? If God is for us, who can stand against us? You see, would the, the, the Pharisees, the Jews, the Jews actually, would they have been happy if he went back and lied on the mat again for I don't know how many more years? Is that what they would have wanted? But Jesus, in his compassion and revealing to us that life is in his hands, so anything that comes to interfere with that life-giving presence of God, with living as being able to live in the fullness of the power and the life-giving presence of God in us. He comes to remove it, but we need to fix our eyes on him. Let us not be like this man. Let us focus on him, because whenever Jesus shows up, he changes everything. Whenever he shows up, he transforms our situation. Whenever we focus our mind to him, we fix our mind to him. Whenever we read his word and believe in him, then something new is going to happen. Verse 12, they asked him, who is the man? He told you, take it up and walk. The man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away since there was a crowd there. Imagine. He did not even know who Jesus was, but he did the miracle in his life. He obeyed the word, the living word of God was in the beginning, but he did not know who Jesus was. It is very sad because at a moment when we, we read the Bible and we see Jesus was walking in all those places, preaching and definitely the fame had gone from far and wide because he was doing um, the ministry that he was engaging in was for the sick, the suffering, the lost, the unloved, the poor. But all these sick people who are lying there, is it not funny that they didn't know about Jesus? And especially this man for a whole 38 years had not heard about Jesus. But it didn't matter whether he knew or not. The creator of the universe who created him knew exactly where he had been for 38 years. And he knew when his day of miracle was coming. So sometimes when we wait, we wait to see the Lord intervene in our lives. We are bound to feel like he has taken too long. We are bound to lose faith. But we are required to be patient, to patiently wait upon him. Because we do not know when he will show up. It is like this season of Advent, this waiting season of Advent, that we have to wait and pray. 
wait and pray and hold on to him and fix our eyes on him don't allow ourselves to be distracted by probably what we have been through or the people around us the enemies surrounding us i mean there will always be enemies these guys wanted to kill jesus just because he did that miracle and he only did a good deed so we cannot eliminate every enemy in our lives but we should pray that the lord helps us to be able to deal with those things from our hearts and to lay down everything and to make peace within our hearts to sanctify our hearts and to acknowledge that we belong to him to pray for our enemies like jesus said and not to allow to be to have our hearts in our soul tainted because of what they do to us and that is because that darkness can block us from seeing the lord that darkness can block us from experiencing his uh, wonderful and awesome presence so what we do is we wear the breastplate of righteousness in faith and we wear the helmet of salvation according to the book of Ephesians and meditate on his word that is going to help us to have our hearts purified by his presence and so when he shows up or when we are facing a situation that doesn't seem to change then we can hold on to him knowing that he can see us and he is going to come and intervene in our situation for the glory of his name and we should make we shouldn't focus on what we already know or what we think or what other people have experienced like this one this man because the lord uses different ways like he said in the book of isaiah my ways are not my are not your ways your thoughts are not my thoughts so that means the lord uses a different kind of way to deal or to intervene in our lives it is not possible that all the time we will use the same way sometimes we are focused on the wrong thing we get frustrated but when we know that even if he intervened in a similar situation last time this way then probably this time is going to be a different way we just need to abandon ourselves at his feet and acknowledge who we are submit to him and believe and trust that he sees us and he will always come to our aid he didn't just come to the world for no reason if he chose to be vulnerable as a child to be born as a child in the the heart the lives of men and in the world that he alone created then there's nothing that god cannot do so that eight years is a long time but he still had it on schedule and he still turned up and transformed the life of this man forever and there is also something else that jesus told the man verse 14 after this jesus found him in the temple area said to him look you are well do not sin anymore so that nothing worse may happen to you (laughs) it's interesting the man went and told the jews that jesus was the one who had made him well you see he's getting a message not to sin again but he didn't seem to really get it down his system and he just ran to the jews to tell him that it was jesus so they decided to persecute him and for this reason the jews tried all the more to kill him so i find it interesting because another uh, scripture that we read about jesus um telling the man to take up your mat and walk first he said he forgave his sin but here we don't see jesus talking about forgiving sin he only said rise up take your mat and walk but later on 
found the man and told him not to sin anymore so what do we learn from this we learn something that beyond physical illness there's probably a sin attached to it and it is only god who knows it is not for us human beings to judge but god knows everything and no wonder uh, we are reminded of this verse that even if my heart and my flesh fail god is the rock of my heart and my portion forever god is greater than our hearts book of first john says that god is greater than our hearts so for us to have confidence in God, we have to know that He is greater than our hearts. So for whatever our heart condemns us, we know that God is greater than that thing. Jesus came to save the world. That's John um, 3.17, not to condemn. So that's why we have to focus and fix our eyes on Jesus. Because other than what was affecting this man from the outside, and he said that there is no one to put me into the pool before I get there. Someone already that had tainted his perception, and not just that, but also his heart. Other than that, there was something else going on in him. Sin. We don't know what sin, but the Lord said that do not sin anymore. So we pray that the Lord will help us to have our hearts purified even when we are faced with situations and circumstances surrounding us they have a way of getting into us but with the help of the holy spirit he can help us to lay down everything so that with purity of heart we sanctify ourselves because we belong to him and the lord will definitely empower us and help us through this journey of life let us pray Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for speaking into our hearts. Thank you for teaching us something new that uh, will help us to grow in the knowledge of you, in faith, and to be able to trust in you, Lord, in every situation and circumstance of our lives. Help us to wait on you and to willingly and openly offer ourselves to you with thanksgiving. Deliver us from sinful nature lord and help us to desire to grow in holiness and in righteousness we honor you we praise you and we bless you it is in jesus name we pray with thanksgiving amen in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen